Hello and welcome to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson and in today's podcast I'm going to be talking about DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and what I saw out of the Phoenix Suns, the new look Phoenix Suns last night. I'm going to talk about the uh, Toronto Raptors and uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, the Raptors bench which I very much like and then I'm going to talk about some other games and uh, kind of recap and review some of the games from last night as well. So let's get right into it. Starting last night, the game that I watched quite a bit of, uh, I was very excited for this game between the Mavericks and the Suns. Uh, you know, you feature probably the two best players out of this year's draft class in uh, DeAndre Ayton and uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, so, you know, I was very excited for this game. Two young teams with bright futures uh, who I think could actually do some damage in the Western Conference. Let's start off with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, probably Phoenix Suns projected to finish, you know, either 14th or 15th in the conference. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people aren't really expecting much from this year. Uh, but, you know, I'm very excited for this team. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team or even be able to be ready to compete for the playoffs. But I think they have a good chance at uh, surprising some teams. And I think they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton was just sensational last night. Uh, 18 and 10. You know, he had six assists as well, uh, played 36 minutes. This guy could flat out play. You know, I know there's some question marks defensively, but offensively he's just such a pure scorer. Uh, you know, him and, him and Devin Booker kind of remind me of Shaq and Kobe. Obviously not quite on the level of Shaq and Kobe yet, but, you know, they, they have that makings of a potential Shaq and Kobe duo. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited for, for them. You know, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people like Luka Doncic for Rookie of the Year because uh, they expect the Mavs to do a little bit better. But I think uh, DeAndre Ayton is uh, the hands-down favorite to win the Rookie of the Year this year. And I do think that he will ultimately ultimately be the best player in this draft. Uh, you know, and I know the Phoenix Suns, their organization hasn't been very good. Uh, the terrible management. But I, like, I, I do like the look of their squad this year. You know, you bring in a, a vet in Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, obviously he had that meltdown in the playoffs last year, but this guy was sensational for the Rockets, and I think the Rockets are already feeling his loss. You know, 21 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. He brings a veteran presence to the Suns that they haven't quite had. He, he gives another shooter to Devin Booker, who I think is an underrated passer. I know everyone always kind of bashes on Devin Booker, but, you know, he's got another shooter in Trevor Ariza, a great defender, and a guy that can, uh, you know, motivate other, his other teammates to be better. You know, that they won by 20 points last night. I know it's opening season night, uh, and they were at home. But, you know, I'm very excited for what to see out of the Suns team. You know, bringing in a guy like Ryan Anderson, you know, he'll play about 20 minutes a game, hit some threes, get some rebounds. Uh, you know, they brought Josh Jackson and TJ Warren off the bench, two guys I absolutely love. And, uh, you know, Josh Jackson, I think, is going to have a big year. Uh, you know, 18 points last night, you know, 17 for TJ Warren. Both these guys are going to be huge coming off the bench. Uh, you know, maybe Josh Jackson uh, puts himself into the starting lineup over Ryan Anderson. Uh, that remains to be seen. But I really like what I'm seeing from the Suns team. I think they have a very bright future, you know, with guys like Aiton, Booker, Josh Jackson, and uh, TJ Warren. I do like Akobo. Uh, I, like I know he didn't play a lot last night, but I do like him as a point guard. I think he'll, he'll be pretty good moving forward. Uh, you know, and then Devin Booker, you know, 35 points. Uh, you know, he did have the seven assists. He is an underrated passer. You know, people think he's very selfish and his numbers are inflated because he plays on Phoenix. But he also gets no love because he plays on Phoenix. You know, everyone talks about 
Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons as being the future of the NBA. I think Devin Booker is just right there in, in the conversation with all of those guys. You know, he's a year younger than Donovan Mitchell. This guy can flat out score, you know, 70 points against the Boston Celtics a few years back. This guy can absolutely score. He's a great ball player. I think he's going to be one of the best players moving forward. And this duo of DeAndre Ayton and um, Devin Booker, I think, can be one of the best uh, duos moving forward. You know, five years down the road, I think I would take the, these two duos out of any other young duos in the NBA. Uh, you know, probably even more than, you know, a Jalen Brown or a Jason Tatum. I really like Devin Booker. I really like this young Suns team. And, you know, I think they can compete for a playoff position as early as next year. I would not be surprised to see the Suns in the playoffs next year. I know this, the Western Conference is very tough, but they're only going to get better. You know, Josh Jackson's going to keep getting better. TJ Warren's going to keep getting better. Aiton's going to get better. You know, I really like what I'm seeing from this team, and I think they can, they can surprise some teams in the West this year if teams aren't careful. You know, and then another duo I really like uh, who I was excited to watch for last night, Dennis Smith Jr., and uh, Luka Doncic, you know, Luka Doncic, kind of a quiet game. I have him on my fantasy team, so I was a little excited to see what he could do last night. But, you know, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, you know, just a solid game. You know, some of the passing, I remember watching that pass he throws behind the back to DeAndre Jordan off the pick and roll. This guy's absolutely sensational. He's a selfish player. He's only going to get unselfish player. He's only going to get better as the season progresses. And, uh, you know, this guy's really exciting to watch. You know, same with um, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, he only had 13 points, 5 assists, but this team's going to move the ball. Uh, they're going to share the rock a lot. And, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Dennis, or sorry, Luka Doncic, Dennis Smith Jr., these guys are going to continue to get better and better as the season progresses. And, you know, Dallas has a bright future. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Dallas and what Phoenix can do with their teams moving forward. It's uh, exciting times for both of these, for both of these young squads. Uh, and then going to move into the uh, Raptors game last night. Uh, you know, I watched this game from start to finish. This is my main focus of the game. Uh, I was kind of excited to see what uh, the Cleveland Cavs were like without LeBron James. Uh, you know, it was very weird, obviously, to watch this Cavs squad without LeBron James uh, after him being there for so many years. But, um, you know, the Cavs played well. Uh, I really like what I saw out of them. They played hard. They played together. You know, they crashed the boards. Tristan Thompson, you know, he had 13 rebounds. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to score a lot for your squad. He's going to rebound the ball. You know, Steady Osman or Chetty Osman was amazing last night. You know, 17 points, 10 rebounds. He played hard. He fought hard. This kid's a competitor. This kid's a grinder. You know, you saw him work out in the summertime with LeBron, with uh, KD, with Kawhi Leonard, you know. This guy's, this guy's going to be a very good player in this year, league for years to come. You know, very excited to see what the Cavs have with him out here. You know, they, just, they, they have a lot of guys. You know, Kevin Love was good last night, 21-7. and seven. Uh, I would have liked to see a little more aggression from him. You know, he was very aggressive in the first half, kind of went away from it in the second half. You know, I know they were down. But, like, he was bullying people. He was playing Minnesota Kevin Love basketball. You know, I think, I think he needs to be a 25-point-per-game scorer for them. And I think he has all the capabilities to do that. I was very excited to watch him play. You know, he's being aggressive, shooting the ball. It's nice to see him bringing the ball up the floor. That's really exciting to watch. And this Cavs team, they're going to compete. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, I think they're going to fall just short of the playoffs. I think Miami and uh, Detroit will grab the 7-8 and eight seed. 
but they're going to be fun to watch all year. They're going to give some teams fits, and they're going to they're going to cause some problems. You know, George Hill had 15 last night, 15.7 assists. He was good. You know, Colin Sexton, you know, the rookie, he had some he had, he struggled a bit. You know, was a little bit out of control at times, but he played hard. He was aggressive. He had some nice finishes. He showed some signs of a potential star. And I, you know, I just love the way he plays. You know, it's Russell Westbrook-esque. He goes after it. And uh, he's a really exciting player to watch. Uh, you know, and then Rodney Hood, another guy, you know, only had 12 points, played 26 minutes. But I think he's going to continue to grow. I think Rodney Hood needs to be their second leading scorer. He needs to be their second go-to guy after Kevin Love. And I believe he has all the tools to do that. Uh, you know, this guy, he can really score. He's athletic. He's a good playmaker. And uh, I'm really excited to see what uh, Rodney Hood what Rodney Hood's able to accomplish this year. And let's turn it over to the Raptors. Uh, you know, I know with how good Boston's supposed to be this year, everyone kind of forgets about the Raptors. The Raptors are actually my pick to make the, the finals. I really like the Raptors. You know, Kawhi Leonard, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists. You know, he, he's not clearly 100% uh, in terms of stamina, but I think he's only going to get better. You know, his 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 shot his jumper wasn't looking super great last night. That's only going to continue to get better. You see the aggression. You see the strength. You see his ability to post up. This guy's an absolute stud. Uh, you know, he was still pretty efficient. Shot 40%. You know, had those 13 rebounds, a couple of offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, on the defensive end, he's just a lockdown defender. And, you know, one of the reasons I like them against Boston is just their ability to lock down guys. Uh, you know, and Kawhi Leonard's going to continue to get better. He's in my top five pick for the MVP this year. I think he'll average about 25 points per game. Uh, and I think he's only going to get better as the season progresses. And, you know, this Raptors team is just deep. When you look down the list, you know, so many guys they can throw out there. You know, they went about 10 deep. You know, guys like CJ Miles that can come off the bench and, show, and score. You know, Norman Powell can come off the bench. OG Ananobi. You know, with OG Ananobi and um, Kawhi Leonard, that one play where OG got that steal and dunk, you know, they're just so aggressive. They're hyperactive in the lane. They're so athletic. You know, they can throw out some really athletic lineups that can give Boston some some uh, problems, you know, with Kawhi Leonard. They can throw out Danny Green there. You know, and then Kyle Lowry doing Kyle Lowry things. You know, it doesn't look like he was affected at all by the loss of DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you know, he came out ready to play. You know, 27 points, 8 assists. He led that team. And, you know, and then when he goes to the bench, you have one of the best backups in the in the NBA, Fred Van Fleet, you know, 14 points, 5 assists. He's not scared of the big moment. He's not afraid of anybody. He's going to get after you. He's going to get into you. Uh, and, you know, this team, this Raptors team is going to be very dangerous moving forward, especially if Kawhi Leonard can, can uh, get back to the form and be the best player in the East, which I think he has all the capabilities of doing. And I'm very excited to watch this team moving forward. And then, uh, you know, another game last night that I watched, the uh, Pelicans versus the Rockets. Uh, obviously not a great start for the Rockets. Uh, you know, it is just one game. I'm not too looking into it too much. But, you know, losing Trevor Ariza does hurt. You know, you replace him with James Ennis in the starting lineup, who I do like. He's a great he's a great defender. You know, he can shoot a little bit. But he's no Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony not, didn't have a great game. I don't like the sign up, signing of Carmelo Anthony, even if he is coming off the bench. Uh, you know, and I, I've been very vocal about that. And I just, I don't really think that he helps the team at all, and I, I, I don't really like the pickup, so I don't think he's going to make them any better. Uh, you know, James Harden had a solid game, Chris Paul had a solid game, Gordon played well, but, um, you know, just kind of a 
a tough game for the Rockets. You know, they're readjusting, getting back into the swing of things. Chris, Chris Paul's getting back into it. Um, you know, they'll be fine, obviously. Uh, so not too worried there. Not a lot, not a lot I want to talk about with the Rockets. I wanted to focus more on the Pelicans. Um, you know, they had a great game from, you know, they had all five of their scorers in uh, double figures as long as, as, as well as Julius Randle. So, you know, you get six guys in double figures. Um, each one more had a great game, 21 points. Uh, you know, Nikola Mirotic, 30 and 10. This guy's a stud. He can really shoot the ball. Not great defensively. And, you know, they, they are going to struggle sometimes to defend people. But, you know, they do have Drew Holiday. They do have Anthony Davis. You know, Alfred Payton had a triple-double. Uh, you know, I said that uh, Alfred Payton would be one of the league leaders in assists this year. I think he's a great pairing with Anthony Davis because of his ability to pass, just like Rajon Rondo. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sticking to that. I really like what I saw from him. And then, you know, Julius Randle coming off the bench, 25 points, 8 rebounds. This guy was an absolute stud. Uh, you know, he's got to be one of the front runners for six man of the year if he continues to come off the bench. This Pelican squad, I know a lot of people talking about Anthony Davis leaving. I'm very excited for this Pelican squad. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for some teams this year. Uh, so, you know, very excited to see what they're able to accomplish moving forward. And, uh, you know, the final game I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to get to all these games. Uh, the Bucks game versus the Hornets, you know, 113 to 112. Uh, I really liked what I saw from this Milwaukee team. You know, I know they kind of gave away a big lead, but, you know, they're getting up and down the floor. They, they did score 113, and that's what uh, Budenholzer wants to do. He wants to get up and run. You know, they had all of their their scores in double figures. Uh, you know, Ersan Ilyasova had a nice game off the bench. DiVincenzo had a nice game off the bench. You know, their bench did get better. And, you know, Bledsoe was solid. Then Antetokounmpo, obviously, the t- almost nearly a triple-double. Chris Middleton, I really like the signing of Brooke Lopez. Uh, you know, 14 points for him last night in 21 minutes. He spaces the floor well for Antetokounmpo. And, uh, you know, this team is going to be pretty dangerous moving forward. I really like uh, this Eastern Conference, I think, is uh, is going to be a lot tougher than people expect. I know everyone just wants to give it to Boston. But, you know, there's, there's some teams that are ready to compete right now. And uh, I'm very excited to see what this season has to offer. So thanks for listening to this episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. Uh, I'm Evan Woodson. You can find me on Instagram at Talk 49 Feel free to message me. Uh, I'll be putting up pods uh, probably daily uh, to talk about recapping all the games from the night before. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson. And in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and what I saw out of the Phoenix Suns, the new look Phoenix Suns last night. I'm going to talk about the uh, Toronto Raptors and uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, the Raptors bench, which I very much like. And then I'm going to talk about some other games and kind of recap and review some of the games from last night as well. So let's get right into it. Starting last night, the game that I watched quite a bit of, uh, I was very excited for this game between the Mavericks and the Suns. Uh, you know, you feature probably the two best players out of this year's draft class in uh, DeAndre Ayton and uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, so, you know, I was very excited for this game. Two young teams with bright futures uh, who I think could actually do some damage in the Western Conference. Let's start off with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, probably Phoenix Suns projected to finish, you know, either 14th or 15th in the conference. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people aren't really expecting much from this year. 
but, you know, I'm very excited for this team. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team or even be able to be ready to compete for the playoffs. But I think they have a good chance at uh, surprising some teams. And I think they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton was just sensational last night. Uh, 18 and 10. You know, he had six assists as well. Uh, played 36 minutes. This guy could flat out play. You know, I know there's some question marks defensively. But offensively, he's just such a pure scorer. Uh, you know, him and him and Devin Booker kind of remind me of Shaq and Kobe. Obviously, not quite on the level of Shaq and Kobe yet. But, you know, they, they have that makings of a potential Shaq and Kobe duo. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited for, for them. You know, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people like Luka Doncic for Rookie of the Year because uh, they expect the Mavs to do a little bit better. But I think uh, DeAndre Ayton is uh, the hands-down favorite to win the Rookie of the Year this year. And I do think that he will ultimately ultimately be the best player in this draft. Uh, you know, and I know the Phoenix Suns, their organization hasn't been very good. Uh, the terrible management. But I, like, I, I do like the look of their squad this year. You know, you bring in a, a vet in Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, obviously he had that meltdown in the playoffs last year. But this guy was sensational for the Rockets. And I think the Rockets are already feeling his loss. You know, 21 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. He brings a veteran presence to the Suns that they haven't quite had. He, he gives another shooter to Devin Booker, who I think is an underrated passer. I know everyone always kind of bashes on Devin Booker. But, you know, he's got another shooter in Trevor Ariza, a great defender, and a guy that can, uh, you know, motivate other, his other teammates to be better. You know, they won by 20 points last night. I know it's opening season night, uh, and they were at home. But, you know, I'm very excited for what to see out of the Suns team. You know, bringing in a guy like Ryan Anderson, you know, he'll play about 20 minutes a game, hit some threes, get some rebounds. Uh, you know, they brought Josh Jackson and TJ Warren off the bench, two guys I absolutely love. And, uh, you know, Josh Jackson, I think, is going to have a big year. Uh, you know, 18 points last night, you know, 17 for TJ Warren. Both of these guys are going to be huge coming off the bench. Uh, you know, maybe Josh Jackson uh, puts himself into the starting lineup over Ryan Anderson. Uh, that remains to be seen. But I really like what I'm seeing from the Suns team. I think they have a very bright future, you know, with guys like Aiton, Booker, Josh Jackson, and uh, T.J. Warren. I do like the uh, I do like Akobo. I know he didn't play a lot last night, but I do like him as a point guard. I think he'll he'll be pretty good moving forward. Uh, you know, and then Devin Booker, you know, 35 points. Uh, you know, he did have the seven assists. He is an underrated passer. You know, people think he's very selfish and his numbers are inflated because he plays on Phoenix. But he also gets no love because he plays on Phoenix. You know, everyone talks about Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons as being the future of the NBA. I think Devin Booker is just right there in, in the conversation with all of those guys. You know, he's a year younger than Donovan Mitchell. This guy can flat out score, you know, 70 points against the Boston Celtics a few years back. This guy can absolutely score. He's a great ball player. I think he's going to be one of the best players moving forward. And this duo of DeAndre Ayton and... Um, Devin Booker, I think, can be one of the best uh, duos moving forward. You know, five years down the road, I think I would take the, these two duos out of any other young duos in the NBA, uh, you know, probably even more than, you know, a Jalen Brown or a Jason Tatum. I really like Devin Booker. I really like this young Suns team. And, you know, I think they can compete for a playoff position as early as next year. I would not be surprised to see the Suns in the playoffs next year. I know this, the Western Conference is very tough, but they're only going to get better. You know, Josh Jackson's going to keep getting better. TJ Warren's going to keep getting better. Aiton's going to get better. You know, I really like what I'm seeing from this team, and I think they can they can surprise some teams in the West this year if teams aren't careful. You know, and then 
Another duo I really like, uh, who I was excited to watch for last night, Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, Luka Doncic. You know, Luka Doncic, kind of a quiet game. I have him on my fantasy team, so I was a little excited to see what he could do last night. But, you know, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, you know, just a solid game. You know, some of the passing, I remember watching that pass he throws behind the back to DeAndre Jordan off the pick and roll. This guy's absolutely sensational. He's a selfish player. He's only going to get unselfish player. He's only going to get better as the season progresses. And, uh, you know, this guy is really exciting to watch. You know, same with um, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, he only had 13 points, five assists. But this team's going to move the ball. Uh, they're going to share the rock a lot. And, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Dennis, or sorry, Luka Doncic, Dennis Smith Jr., these guys are going to continue to get better and better as the season progresses. And, you know, Dallas has a bright future. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Dallas and what Phoenix can do with their teams moving forward. It's uh, exciting times for both of these, for both of these young squads. Uh, and then going to move into the uh, Raptors game last night. Uh, you know, I watched this game from start to finish. This is my main focus of the game. Uh, I was kind of excited to see what uh, the Cleveland Cavs were like without LeBron James. Uh, you know, it was very weird, obviously, to watch this Cavs squad without LeBron James uh, after him being there for so many years. But, um, you know, the Cavs played well. Uh, I really like what I saw out of them. They played hard. They played together. You know, they crashed the boards. Tristan Thompson, you know, he had 13 rebounds. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to score a lot for your squad. He's going to rebound the ball. You know, Steady Osman or Chetty Osman was amazing last night. You know, 17 points, 10 rebounds. He played hard. He fought hard. This kid's a competitor. This kid's a grinder. You know, you saw him work out in the summertime with LeBron, with uh, KD, with Kawhi Leonard. You know, this guy's this guy's going to be a very good player in this year, league for years to come. You know, very excited to see what the Cavs have with him out here. You know, they just they they have a lot of guys. You know, Kevin Love was good last night, 21 and seven. Uh, I would have liked to see a little more aggression from him. You know, he was very aggressive in the first half, kind of went away from it in the second half. You know, I know they were down, but like he was bullying people. He was playing Minnesota Kevin Love basketball. You know, I think I think he needs to be a 25-point-per-game scorer for them, and I think he has all the capabilities to do that. I was very excited to watch him play. You know, he's being aggressive, shooting the ball. It's nice to see him bringing the ball up the floor. That's really exciting to watch. And this Cavs team, they're going to compete. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, I think they're going to fall just short of the playoffs. I think Miami and uh, Detroit will grab the 7-8 and eight seed. But they're going to be fun to watch all year. They're going to give some teams fits, and they're going to they're gonna cause some problems. You know, George Hill had 15 last night, 15.7 assists. He was good. You know, Colin Sexton, you know, the rookie, he, had some, he, had, he struggled a bit. You know, was a little bit out of control at times. But he played hard. He was aggressive. He had some nice finishes. He showed some signs of a potential star. And, I, you know, I just love the way he plays. You know, it's Russell Westbrook-esque. He goes after it. And uh, he's a really exciting player to watch. Uh, you know, and then Rodney Hood, another guy, you know, only had 12 points, played 26 minutes. But I think he's going to continue to grow. I think Rodney Hood needs to be their second leading scorer. He needs to be their second go-to guy after Kevin Love. And I believe he has all the tools to do that, uh, you know, this guy, he can really score, he's athletic, he's a good playmaker, and uh, I'm really excited to see what, uh, Rodney Hood, what Rodney Hood's able to accomplish this year. And let's turn it over to the Raptors. Uh, you know, I know with how good Boston's supposed to be this year, everyone kind of forgets about the Raptors. The Raptors are actually my pick to make the, the finals. 
I really like the Raptors. You know, Kawhi Leonard, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists. You know, he, he's not clearly 100% uh, with, in terms of stamina, but I think he's only going to get better. You know, his, 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 shot, his jumper wasn't looking super great last night. That's only going to continue to get better. You see the aggression. You see the strength. You see his ability to post up. This guy's an absolute stud. Uh, you know, he was still pretty efficient, shot 40%, you know, had those 13 rebounds, a couple of offensive rebounds, and, uh, you know, on the defensive end, he's just a lockdown defender, and, you know, one of the reasons I like them against Boston is just their ability to lock down guys, uh, you know, and Kawhi Leonard's going to continue to get better. He's in my top five pick for the MVP this year. I think he'll average about 25 points per game, uh, and I think he's only going to get better as the season progresses, and, you know, this Raptors team is just deep. When you look down the list, you know, so many guys they can throw out there. You know, they went about 10 deep. You know, guys like CJ Miles that can come off the bench and, show, and score. You know, Norman Powell can come off the bench. OG Ananobi. You know, with OG Ananobi and um, Kawhi Leonard, that one play where OG got that steal and dunk, you know, they're just so aggressive. They're hyperactive in the lane. They're so athletic. You know, they can throw out some really athletic lineups that can give Boston some, some uh, problems, you know, with Kawhi Leonard. They can throw out Danny Green there. You know, and then Kyle Lowry doing Kyle Lowry things. You know, it doesn't look like he was affected at all by the loss of DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you know, he came out ready to play. You know, 27 points, 8 assists. He led that team. And, you know, and then when he goes to the bench, you have one of the best backups in the, in the NBA, Fred Van Fleet. You know, 14 points, 5 assists. He's not scared of the big moment. He's not afraid of anybody. He's going to get after you. He's going to get into you. Uh, and, you know, this team, this Raptors team is going to be very dangerous moving forward, especially if Kawhi Leonard can, can uh, get back to the form and be the best player in the East, which I think he has all the capabilities of doing. And I'm very excited to watch this team moving forward. And then, uh, you know, another game last night that I watched, the uh, Pelicans versus the Rockets. Uh, obviously not a great start for the Rockets. Uh, you know, it is just one game. I'm not too, looking into it too much. But, you know, losing Trevor Ariza does hurt. You know, you replace him with James Ennis in the starting lineup, who I do like. He's a great, he's a great defender. You know, he can shoot a little bit, but he's no Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony not, didn't have a great game. I don't like the sign up, signing of Carmelo Anthony, even if he is coming off the bench. Uh, you know, and I, I've been very vocal about that. And I just, I don't really think that he helps the team at all. And I, I, I don't really like the pickup, so I don't think he's going to make them any better. Uh, you know... James Harden had a solid game. Chris Paul had a solid game. Gordon played well. But, um, you know, just kind of a, a tough game for the Rockets. You know, they're readjusting, getting back into the swing of things. Chris, Chris Paul's getting back into it. Um, you know, they'll be fine, obviously. Uh, so not too worried there. Not a, lot, not a lot I want to talk about with the Rockets. I wanted to focus more on the Pelicans. Um, you know, they had a great game from, you know, they had all five of their scorers in uh, double figures, as long as, as, as well as Julius Randle. So, you know, you get six guys in double figures. Um, each one more had a great game, 21 points. Uh, you know, Nikola Miritich, 30 and 10. This guy's a stud. He can really shoot the ball. Not great defensively. And, you know, they, they are going to struggle sometimes to defend people. But, you know, they do have Drew Holiday. They do have Anthony Davis. You know, Alfred Payton had a triple-double. Uh, you know, I said that uh, Alfred Payton would be one of the league leaders in assists this year. I think he's a great pairing with Anthony Davis because of his ability to pass, just like Rajon Rondo. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sticking to that. I really like what I saw from him. And then, you know, Julius Randle coming off the bench, 25 points, 8 rebounds. This guy was an absolute stud. Uh, you know, he's got to be one of the front runners for six man of the year if he continues to come off the bench. 
This Pelican squad, I know a lot of people talking about Anthony Davis leaving. I'm very excited for this Pelican squad. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for some teams this year. Uh, so, you know, very excited to see what they're able to accomplish moving forward. And, uh, you know, the final game I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to get to all these games. Uh, the Bucks game versus the Hornets, you know, 113 to 112. Uh, I really liked what I saw from this Milwaukee team. You know, I know they kind of gave away a big lead. But, you know, they're getting up and down the floor. They, they did score 113. And that's what uh, Budenholzer wants to do. He wants to get up and run. You know, they had all of their their scores in double figures. Uh, you know, Ersan Ilyasova had a nice game off the bench. DiVincenzo had a nice game off the bench. You know, their bench did get better. And, you know, Bledsoe was solid. Then Antetokounmpo, obviously, the t- almost nearly a triple-double. Chris Middleton. I really like the signing of Brooke Lopez. Uh, you know, 14 points for him last night in 21 minutes. He spaces the floor well for Antetokounmpo. And, uh, you know, this team is going to be pretty dangerous moving forward. I really like uh, this Eastern Conference, I think, is, uh, is going to be a lot tougher than people expect. I know everyone just wants to give it to Boston. But, you know, there's, there's some teams that are ready to compete right now. And I'm very excited to see what this season has to offer. So thanks for listening to this episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. Uh, I'm Evan Woodson. You can find me on Instagram at NBATalk49. Feel free to message me. Uh, I'll be putting up pods uh, probably daily uh, to talk about recapping all the games from the night before. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to another episode of Woodrow's Wishlist. I'm Evan Woodson. And in today's podcast... I'm going to be talking about the OKC clip, the OKC Thunder. Uh, you know, kind of going to debate whether or not I think they're going to be out of the playoffs this year, and uh, some of the troubles I'm seeing from them early on. I'm going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their hot start. Uh, they're now seven and zero, have the best record in the NBA. And I'm also going to talk about the Clippers. Uh, you know the way that they've been playing so far, and if I think that they can compete for a playoffs in these tough Western Conference. So let's get right into it. I'll start off with uh, the OKC Thunder. Uh, you know, obviously been a very disappointing start to the season for them. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of had them, they thought, you know, Carmelo was the problem last year. Now that they don't have Carmelo, they bring in Dennis Schroeder, they bring in Nerlens Noel. Uh, you know, this team is going to be a better team. You know, I think a lot of people kind of had them at the three to four range. Um, I had them in my uh, preseason projections as the fifth seed in the West. Um, but, you know, they have not looked very good at all. Um, you know, they're one and four. They do get the win over the Phoenix Suns. But, you know, not not that impressive beating the Phoenix Suns. I know Nerland Snowell had a nice game for himself. Uh, you know, hopefully they can use him a bit more moving forward. But I wanted to focus in on the uh, the game from last week against the Celtics. Um, you know, they dominated the entire game. Uh, you know, Boston starts to get hot. You know, they, they held Boston to 35 points at halftime. Boston gets hot. Uh, they start going off. You know, Al Horford starts hitting threes. Um, you know, and then with all that being said, you know, they're up, f- they're up 94-85 with four minutes left in the game. They end up losing 101-96. to or 101 to 95. Uh, so, you know, a 16 and, 16 and a one run for the Celtics to end out the game. And, you know, just down the stretch from OKC, it was just horrible basketball to watch. Um, you know, I know they, they leave, they leave Abrinas in there because of shooting 
and uh, you know he hit some big shots in the in the fourth quarter, and they want to keep him in because of shooting. But I think they need to go with Schroeder there. Uh, you know, go with another ball handler. Um, Russell Westbrook, you know, when he has the ball late in games, he has the tendency to pull up from three. Uh, you know, pull up from some tough some tough areas. And I think you know having Schroeder in there, get Schroeder the ball, bring him, get him to bring the ball up the floor, and get Ro- get Russ in the low post and get him in the high post. You know. I know he's, he has Marcus Smart guarding him late in that game, but still, you know, get 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 Russ to the spots that he can really attack at. You know, he's an excellent defense or he's an excellent uh, post up player. He can get to the foul line, very explosive. So you know, I'd like to see a little bit more. I know Abrina's hit those shots, but I think you know Dennis Schroeder is kind of your third best uh, scoring guy after Stephen Adams. Maybe Stephen Adams is their third best player, but you know Schroeder's right there. I think they need to have Schroeder in the game, in that game late. Um, you know, and just the fact that, you know, I know they have Abrinas in for shooting threes, but you don't need to be shooting threes. You're up nine with four minutes left. Wear down the clock, get the ball inside, get to the free throw line, get easy layups. You know, the, the only time they, they, the only point they had in that, in those four minutes was Steven Adams um, getting to the free throw line because they got the ball inside with Westbrook, um, you know, Get the ball inside. You're up nine with four minutes left. You know, you have the game under control. The game is yours. You just need to kind of slow it down, play the style that got you there in the first place. Uh, you know, rely on your defense, rely on your ability to get the ball inside. You know, they got a very long team. Uh, and, you know, defensively, one of the best teams in the NBA. They definitely are hurting Andre Robertson. I know he's not a very good scorer, obviously. But, you know, I think they got to live off their bread and butter of playing very good defense. You know, blocking shots, getting the ball inside with Westbrook, you know, get the ball inside with Paul George, get the ball inside with Schroeder, and then throw the ball down low to Adams. They're kind of going to have to live on that, the uh, grit and grind, like, uh, you know, the what Memphis used to do with Marc Gasol and Zebo. they got to play that kind of style where it's just grind the ball out, get the ball inside, and, uh, you know, and then play tough defense, because they still have an excellent defense. You know, Paul George, one of the best defenders in the NBA, uh, one of the one of the great two way players this league has, you know, guys like Jeremy Grant, guys like Nerlens Noel coming off the bench who are very athletic, um, you know. But to give up a lead that big with that much time left is, you know, it's just unacceptable. Um, you know, and you know, I was looking at, I was looking at, uh, I went back and watched those four minutes to kind of see what shots the uh, the Thunder got. Uh, you know, four threes that they missed all of them. You know, a couple of them were early clock. You know, like Russell Westbrook. They're down three with 22 seconds left. Russell Westbrook pulls up for three uh, right away. You know, that shot just not is not there. It's not necessary. And Russell Westbrook's not a great three-point shooter. You know, obviously, they, they need to run a set to get them something better. Or try to even get inside, you know, and then play the foul game. But, you know, two pull-ups for Russell Westbrook. Four threes. A turnover. And then a floater outside of the paint for Russell Westbrook was kind of their misses late in that game. They're all early clock shots. You know, you gotta, you gotta uh, get the ball. You gotta get the ball down low. You gotta waste some time on the clock. Just unacceptable basketball from the Thunders, from the Thunder. And you know, I know it's early. This team is still gonna gonna find themselves, but they are one and four. This is a very good Western Conference. Uh, you know, and you can't afford to lose games like that. You have to get those games, especially at home. I know Boston is a good team, but still, that was their game to win, and they lost. They lost it, uh, you know. And now it's kind of like, is this team going to be a playoff team? Um, with the way it's going in the West, 
and the way that they've been playing, they are definitely in some trouble. You know, I still do think they are a playoff team, but they are definitely in a lot of trouble, and it's not going to be as easy uh, going forward. You know, they have to figure out what they're going to do, who they're going to – they need to have uh, figure out what their rotation is going to be late in games because I don't think it can be Abrinas. I think they have to go with Schroeder and just play that style. You know, I know you want the three-point shooters out there, but Schroeder is a guy that needs to be on, a fl- on the floor to close games because he's another guy that can create, and he's a guy that can take the ball out of Westbrook's hands. Uh, you know, this team has a lot of stuff to figure out. You know, it's still early. It's not too late. But, you know, everyone thought that Carmelo was the problem in uh, OKC last year. Uh, it seems like so far it's not the case. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's got to figure some stuff out. I, 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 you know, it's just it's, it's not fun to watch. You know, and you feel bad for the guy who plays his heart out, but then he goes out in the, in the last couple minutes and is just taking pull-up threes with three seconds into the shot clock when they're down three, you know. It's just, that's not, those aren't winning plays. That's not winning basketball. And the Thunder team definitely is in for a lot of trouble. You know, they do have a little bit more depth than they did last year, but not a lot of scoring depth. You know, they do have a lot of length, and I think that's got to be their bread and butter moving forward. If they want to make the playoffs, they're going to have to be a defensive team a team that relies on their defense, gets out in transition, and slows the ball down, gets the ball inside with Adams. You know, I'd like to see some, some more Russell Westbrook in the post. I'd like to see Paul George in the post. I think that's the style they're going to have to play moving forward if they want to, if they want to make the playoffs this year and, and uh, be a legitimate threat in the Western Conference. So let's move on to, uh, to a team that is playing very well, uh, you know, in the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been very impressive, you know, 7-0. and Get the win last night against Toronto. Obviously no Kwai, but also no Giannis. And, you know, you think that the Raptors, with their depth, would, uh, you know, would be a little bit better off uh, than the Bucks, um, you know, who didn't, who didn't have Giannis. But that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, it was a very, very good game for the Bucks last night. Uh, very fun to watch. You know, it's nice to see them get some wins, get a win without Giannis. Um, you know, this team this team is definitely a very different team than last year. And, you know, even last year in the playoffs, you know, they take the Celtics team to seven games. Uh, the Celtics team who, who uh, you know, pretty much was one game away from the finals last year. And, you know, they come out and have a great game, uh, you know. Guys all contributing from all around the board. You know, you get 19 and 10 out of Ursan Ilyasova. And, you know, he was a great pickup for them. I really like this Milwaukee team for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Budenholzer. I think, you know, last year, uh, you know, if the Bucks had a good, co- a legitimate coach, I think they would beat Boston last year in that series. But obviously they didn't. They had, you know, that interim coach. I can't even remember his name. But... You know, now they have a great head coach in Luke and, and uh, Mike Budenholzer who comes in. He's going to run his style. They're going to get up and down the floor. They're going to shoot shots. And he's going to find the right spots for Giannis to get his points. Uh, you know, so now with an improved coaching, I like their bench a lot better too now. You know, you have Ersan Ilyasova, who was great in Philadelphia last year. He totally pumped up that bench when he came over, uh, you know. He averaged, you know, he had 19 and 10 last night. He's averaging just under 10 points a game. You know, a nice boost to that bench. You know, then you draft a guy like DiVincenzo. Uh, you know, he's averaging 8 points a game. He's been a solid rookie. He's athletic. He plays hard. Uh, you know, you get another year out of uh, Thon Maker. 
You bring in a guy like Pat Connaughton who can shoot the three. Uh, you know, John Henson, who's a very athletic guy. Now, all of a sudden, you have a nice bench. Uh, and, you know, a bench that, that can compete with other, the other elite benches in the NBA, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, you know. A big thing in the East, if you look at some of the top teams, uh, and a reason why I don't, I don't like Philadelphia a ton to go too far, is because, you know, the depth in the bench of that team. You know, the Raptors have an excellent bench. The Celtics have an excellent bench. Uh, you know, the Pacers have an excellent bench. Uh, so now, going forward, you know, when you have to go to your second unit, uh, you know, they can, they can be able to compete, uh, you know, give, give their team a chance to win. Um, you know, obviously no Giannis last night, but he's been a stud. But, you know, you know, 25 and 14 or 14 rebounds and, you know, five assists are great numbers. But, you know, he hasn't been, like, completely dominant to the point where everyone thinks, and they're still 7-0. You know, I was kind of expecting at this point, you know, he'd be about... 30 points a game. You know, he's only at 25, and they're still 7-0. This team is, is, is going to be really scary. Uh, you know, I came up with a hot take today that I think that they're going to get the third seed and beat the Boston Celtics in uh, the, fir- the second round of the playoffs. You know, I know that's a, little, that's a little too early for that. But I really like what I'm seeing from this uh, Bucks team. You know, all five of their starters in double figures. You know, you bring in a guy like Brooke Lopez. He can space the floor. He's a great shooter for for uh, for uh, Giannis. You know, not a, a great defender, but they have other guys around him that are great defenders. And, you know, this starting lineup of, uh, you know, Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, Brogdon, and uh, Brooke Lopez is one, of, is one of the better starting lineups in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference for sure. And I think they're going to be able to make some noise. I think come playoff team, this team is going to be extremely dangerous. And if you you know if Giannis can unlock himself to the point where you know he is the best player in the Eastern Conference, I do think Kawhi is it will be the best player in the Eastern Conference. But you know if Giannis can be that player, uh, you know I I wouldn't even be surprised if this Bucks team made it to the finals. Uh, you know it is very early. They are seven and zero. They have some nice wins on their schedule. Uh, you know they 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 have a Boston team up next. That'll be a big test for them. But uh, you know I'm very excited about this uh, Milwaukee Bucks team moving forward. And uh, this is not the same Milwaukee Bucks team as last year. This, is, this team is much better. And the other team I want to talk about is the uh, LA Clippers. Uh, you know, when, when LeBron signs with the Lakers, everyone talks about how, you know, LA is now LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And the Clippers are hearing this stuff, right? And they're still thinking, you know what? We're still a team that can compete, uh, you know, We've we've had better a better track record in the last five years than the, than the Lakers do. Uh, you know, guys like Patrick Beverly, you know, coming out and saying that the LA is still a Clippers town, which you know obviously is not very not true at all. But you know, the confidence there is good for them. And this team, uh, you know, they come out they're four and two. They have two wins over the Rockets. They have a win over the Thunder and a win over the Wizards, which they absolutely killed them at home. And two reasons why I really like this team. Uh, you know, I came out and said that Avery Bradley and um, Patrick Beverly were my uh, best defensive backcourt in the NBA, and I think that's true. You know, it's a very, they're both very good defenders. They're in your face. They're not scared of anything, and they won't back down, and they're going to talk trash to you the whole game, you know, especially Patrick Beverly. They have a great defensive backcourt, uh, you know, which they, which they can, allows them to play against teams like, you know, OKC with Russell Westbrook or teams that have Harden and Paul. You know, those two guys can, can get into it with them. You know, they're not great, not great scorers, but 
excellent, an excellent defensive backcourt, which, you know, really complements the two, two stars on this team. You know, Tobias Harris, this guy's a stud. I really like what I'm seeing from Tobias Harris. I really liked him for the last couple of years. You know, as a Lakers fan, I really wanted the Lakers to go after him. But, you know, he's averaging 22 points a game, uh, you know, which I think is going to keep this up. I think he's going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer. And then, you know, you have Gallinari at 18 points a game. If, you know, if, if Gallinari can stay healthy with, the, with these two one-two punch of these guys, you know, with Gortat in the starting lineup, with Pe- Beverly and, uh, Be- and uh, Bradley, they, they have, they're very experienced. Uh, they can be very good defensively. They're going to move the ball well. They're going to do whatever it takes to win. They're going to hustle. You know, they, they got a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who have been in many playoff series, who've played many seasons in the NBA, uh, you know, with Tobias Harris being the youngest guy in their starting lineup, uh, you know, it's, it's really exciting to see. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they snuck in and grabbed an eight seed. Uh, you know, they're going to be there, though. They're going to be in every game. It's not a gimme game playing against the Clippers. And, uh, you know, if teams slip up down the stretch, you know, this Clippers team could, could sneak into the playoffs as an eight seed. Um, you know, they have a great bench as well. So those were the two things when I talked about the Clippers was their defensive backcourt and their bench, um, obviously aside from Tobias Harris and, and Gallo. But, uh, you know, this bench is one of the best. I had them ranked as, as one of my top five benches in the NBA coming into the season. And, you know, their bench has been absolutely sensational. They're getting 47 points a game out of their, their top four guys on the bench in uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Lou Williams, Shea Gilgris-Alexander, and uh, Boban Marhanovic. You know, this, these guys are really, really good bench unit. You know, obviously Lou Williams, sixth man of the year last year. This guy can flat out score. It's a nice little uh, change up, you know, from Bradley and, uh, and uh, Beverly, who are going to come out and play defense and get that tone set early. And then you can go with Lou Williams, who's just going to come off the bench and get you buckets. Uh, you know, he's averaging about 17 points a game this season. You know, a guy like Montrez Harrell, he's averaging over 13. He's, he's an absolute stud. I really like him. You know, six rebounds a game. He can really play, and he's getting better every season. Uh, you know, and then a, like a rookie like Shea Gilgris-Alexander, he's only going to get better. You know, you have Tia Dosich, uh, Boban, uh, you know, Mike Scott, who's a veteran who can come off the bench and shoot threes. This, this squad is very deep. I think a lot deeper than a lot of people realize. Um, and, you know, they're going to be very troublesome for a lot of teams in this league if, uh, you know, if you take them, if you don't take them seriously, in the, especially in the Western Conference, you know, all of a sudden the season's over and the Clippers are in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of exciting if you are a Clippers fan. Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan. But if you, if you are a Clippers fan, uh, the exciting times. And then this team should be very fun to watch moving forward. So thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Evan Woodson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at NBA Talk 49. Uh, you know, feel free to send me a message. Um, you know, I'll be dropping podcasts twice a week. I don't have the exact uh, days I'm going to do it yet. Still um, planning that. But they'll be about two to three times a week. So uh, look for that and uh, have a great day.